You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the preliminary rounds of Triviality's Bloodsport Season 3. We head to the American East Coast, where our final four competitors will compete, slugging it out to see who's going to advance to the semifinals. And now let me introduce our competitors for game one of today's episode. Uh, first and foremost, we've got Tamara O'Brien uh, coming to us from Northern Virginia. How are you doing today, Tamara? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Excited for today's game. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Welcome uh, back. And um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I'm an actuary. I'm uh, in uh, currently living in Philadelphia, but visiting family for my niece's graduation. So happy graduation to Madison. Happy graduation indeed. So, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, and uh, our other competitor today uh, coming to us from uh, central Massachusetts, Sutton specifically is what I was told, uh, is Chris Shen. How are you doing today, Chris? Uh, I'll be honest. I'm a little nervous. Uh, I think this is only my second time on this show. I somehow won the lottery um, to get into this and I have no, uh, reason for being here. You know, (laughs) I don't deserve to be here. Absolutely not. You, uh, (laughs) you have a reason to be here. If you enjoy the show and you enjoy trivia, we are happy to have you. So no, no reason not to, uh, at least try and enjoy yourself. Even if you don't think you're going to do too well. Uh, I have a few hundred episodes of that, um, publicly recorded already. So don't worry yourself about that one too much. But so uh, with that, I will hand it over to uh, Ryan, our uh, esteemed host, who's going to be taking it away for 12 questions uh, today. All right, folks, um, we're just going to go 12 questions across various categories. So let's start with question number one. Which professional hockey team's name might not make a whole lot of sense unless you know that it's an historical reference to an event from their previous city, Atlanta? I'm locked in. All right. I I think they're kind of devilish in Atlanta, so I'll say the Blue Devils. All right. And uh, Chris? Um, I think it's the Flames. Is that right? It's in reference to the city being burned down by Sherman. It is the Calgary Flames. Yes. Uh, Let's move on to question number two. Found in Dutch, English... French, and German folklore, what kind of animal 
is the folkloric creature Reynard. That is R-E-Y-N-A-R-D. Um, total guess, but um, sea serpent. Sea serpent and Tamara? Yeah, I'm guessing as well, thinking this might be a horse. Um, it is a fox in this case. See references to that throughout things. Let's go to number three. Which internet retailer was acquired by PetSmart in 2017 for $3.35 billion, the largest e-commerce acquisition of all time at the time? Um, okay. I'm wondering if this was just an expansion of what they already do, like Chewy or... I know Pets.com was a flop much earlier. They were too, uh, they were too fast for that type of uh, market. I'll I'll just say Chewy because I'm not sure. And Chris, uh, yeah, I also said Chewy, and that is the correct answer. It is Chewy, Chewy.com. Let's go to question number four. What is the first name of the physicist known for his living yet dead theoretical box cat? Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure this is talking about Schrodinger. I'm not sure the first name, but I will throw a guess out of Franz. And Chris? Um, I basically locked in so I didn't have to talk it out because I have no idea. But um, I, I just guessed Theodore. Uh, the correct answer is Erwin. Looks like Erwin. Erwin Schrodinger. Number five. Tony Iommi, as a band member, most notably from 1968 to 79, Randy Rhodes, as a co-songwriter from 1979 until his 1982 death, and Zach Wilde, most notably from 1987 to 92, are perhaps most famous for playing guitar behind or alongside which singer? Um, so a career of 68 to 92. Um, and then why did they stop in 92? I'm assuming they died in 92. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll just randomly guess Diana Ross. Diana Ross? Mm -hmm. And Tamara? So I didn't think about the stopping point, and I just threw a guess out of David Bowie. Uh, the correct answer here is Ozzy Osbourne. Black Sabbath and then solo career. Um, let's go to question number six. Which visual artist, a complete sellout and hack, is known for his tacky, awful balloon dog sculptures that sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars? A woman broke one at a Miami art gallery this year, thankfully. I'm glad we don't do any editorializing on this show. No, I'm a host. It's fact. <laughs> I'm just I'm just letting you know that if I was able to sell them for that price, I would. Oh, I just wouldn't be a hack or a sellout about it. Oh, I would. <laughs> right? Uh, I know it's actually, I know it's it's not even a guess because I know it's not right, but I said Banksy. And uh, Tamara? Um, I went with a variation on the Lucky Johnson and I went for a Lucky Smith. Well, if you had listened to our lovely host, you would have known it is Jeff. Jeff Koontz specifically in this case. <laughs> All right, and that puts us halfway through. Uh, Chris currently in the lead with two correct. Uh, Tamara just behind with one. So still very this, much anyone's game. This is feeling like a, a week one recording. Yeah, every time I'm in the studio, it feels like uh, Ryan's bringing the heat. 
I, last week, it was surprising. Um, hey, let's go to question number seven. The first 3D color film released by a major American studio was which Vincent Price horror movie that would be remade in 2005 in a fashion that one cast member would have likely called hot? Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, nothing is coming to mind as a Vincent Price movie. I mostly just know he did that voice in the thriller uh, video. So trying to think of an association with hot. I, I'll just say Dracula. And Chris? Um, I wouldn't have had this if it wasn't for that clue of the, the, hot, uh, the hot clue. But um, I believe this is House of Wax. And why would that be hot in 2005? <laughs> because uh, Paris Hilton was in it. And that is correct. And it was bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. It was very bad. Nice one. Thank you. Number eight. What color is the little whoosh above the U, R, and E on a bottle of Purell hand sanitizer? I guess I, I'll, I'll lock in with, uh, with red. That was my gut instinct. And Tamara? I did the same coin toss, and I also locked in with red. Uh, the correct answer is pink, so I'll, you can either both get a point or not. I'll let the scorekeepers do that. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll give it. I think so, too. Number nine, which two countries have long fought over who first created the dance known as the tango? Um, all right, so I believe one is going to be Argentina, and I'm thinking... Probably a neighboring country, maybe the other one that's involved in the argument. I'll just, I'll say Argentina and Brazil. So first I was uh, the same as Tamara, where I said Argentina and Brazil, the you know, soccer rivals. And I don't know why, but I changed it to Brazil and Chile. Uh, the correct answer is Argentina and Uruguay. Number 10, Hong Kong sits at the delta of which river in China? All right. So I've got two, and I don't know their exact geography, either the Yangtze or the Yellow. Um, I'm, I'm just going to guess the Yangtze River. And Chris? Um, I also guess the Yangtze River. Uh, it is found at the Pearl River Delta. Okay. I've learned a third river in China. <laughs> Number 11. India Amartefio plays which character in a 2023 limited series based on the hit drama Bridgerton? I can't even picture it. If, uh, if I were to guess, it's, you know, it takes place in old England, I think, or in England. I'll just guess uh, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth and Tamara. I'm in the same boat. I've not seen it, so I was trying to think of what's a name that would be in that time frame, and Isabel seems like a nice name, so I went with Isabel. Uh, it is the historical Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte. And number 12. What two-word term, beginning with the letter I, is the term for the resulting depression created from an object hitting a planet? I, I feel like it's two words, so this, I think the second word's going to be something crater. Um, starting with I, I'll go with 
intergalactic crater. A similar guess of intergalactic dent. That's a little bit less uh, scientific there on my second word. Uh, the correct answer, it's an impact crater. All right. So at the end of this game, uh, Tamar racked up two points total. And our winner today in uh, game one is going to be Chris uh, with four total. Correct. So well done. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, unfortunately, um, Tamara, I think what happened was um, when you were coming into the arena to compete, you were infected with midichlorians, which everybody knows is the worst possible thing in the entire world. Um, It couldn't, you know, save Star Wars. So uh, unfortunately, you too could not be saved. Um, (laughs) So uh, unfortunately, uh, we will be bidding you adieu. Uh, Do you have any uh, final words before we let you go? Yeah, yeah, alas, it was not my day today. So thank you guys so much for having me. It was fun. I learned a lot. And I just want to thank my family for quizzing me on all kinds of things that did not come up today. Uh, (laughs) I learned a lot about uh, hip hop and non-hockey sports, uh, trying to to shore up some of my weak areas. But now again, this was so much fun. So thanks for hosting. Chris, great opponent. Glad that uh, you could join us today, and thank you again. Uh, Chris, we'll be seeing you in the next round, uh, so we'll touch base again with you then. And uh, Ryan, again, thank you so much for uh, putting all this together. It was an absolutely uh, awesome game. All right, Ryan, so between the two games, we've actually arranged for you to take a ride on a Hunger Games-style chariot, uh, which is on fire, and uh, you have to throw things at peasants. So uh, we'll see you uh, when you get back from that in game two. That's what I was born to do. I know. I, I we, we arranged it just for you. You're too sweet. Thank you. <laughs> that was an awesome game. Thanks again to Ryan for all of his hard work on this season of Bloodsport. I uh, just want to thank all of the competitors uh, who came on, as uh, you are aware. Um, we do this as a, a competition just for our patrons, so huge shout out to all of them. Um, thank them so much for everything that they do for us here at the show. If you're interested in supporting us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where you get early access to ad-free episodes. Uh, at certain levels, there's bonus content, and all of that gets unlocked for you. So if you uh, have considered supporting us, uh, we'd appreciate it if you would at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, we'll see you in game two following these messages. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Thanks for those messages, Jeff. I'm going to actually fill in for this second game. Jeff was jumped by a group of rogue ninjas. He's doing okay, and uh, currently he's receiving some TLC from the nearby Walgreens. Ryan Myers is actually not here as well due to some technical difficulties, so I'm going to be pulling double duty today. Ryan sent me the questions. I'll be reading them for our competitors, and then he will uh, hopefully join us a little bit later uh, once those issues are resolved. But I'm excited to move forward with game two. This is an East Coast match, and uh, to start off with, we're going to introduce Peter Albrecht coming to us from D.C. Uh, thank you for joining us, Peter. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everyone. Uh, good to be here. Really excited to finally uh, join the pod and really excited to, uh, to be competing today. We are so happy to have you here. And uh, to compete against you today, coming to us from Rhode Island is Megan Mello. How are you, Megan? Hi, Neil. I'm great. Uh First-time caller, long-time listener. Glad to be a part of the pod. Thanks yep. for having me on. Of course. Yeah, we're, we're so happy to have you here. And uh, yeah, this is exciting. This is uh, episode eight, uh, match one of episode eight. So this is going to be the, uh, I guess, the final decider uh, for the bracket moving forward into round two. But uh, yeah, we're excited to have you here for, uh, for your match. And I have all the questions from Ryan Myers. Uh, I won't be able to read them uh, with the, the same uh, panache as him, but I'm going to do it my best. So, uh, yeah, uh, Megan and Peter, are you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Best out of 12. So here we go. Question one. Benj Pasek and Justin Paul wrote the music and lyrics for The Greatest Showman, Dear Evan Hansen, and what film, not yet a stage production, for which they won an Oscar for Best Original Song? Uh, my uh, theater friends want to kill me right now, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, mm. Uh... I, th- I think I, well, I, I have an answer. I'm locked in. Okay. Peter has an answer. So Megan, feel um, free to talk it out. Get about 10, 10 more seconds. Oh, geez. Okay. So I'm thinking it's got to be a musical, but not something that's on stage. Um, greatest Showman, Dear Evan Hansen. Those are like, what, 16, 17, 18. So it's got to be relatively recent. I don't think I'm going to pull anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you just going to tap? Yeah, I'm going to tap. I don't have anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. And Peter, what do you think? I'm going to say Coco. Coco is a very good guess. A lot of music in that movie. But uh, this was a, a movie that had a lot of controversy at the Oscars because uh, it was red when it wasn't supposed to be. And that was oh, La La, La, La Land. Land. Oh, La La Land. Oh, okay. uh, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. 
Um, so 0 for 1 uh, together, so that's okay. You're both at the same spot. Let's go to question two. This one is definitely a Ryan Myers written question, and I'll, I'll try my best here. Number two, what is undoubtedly the horniest book of the Bible? Written as an erotic poem, this Old Testament book is notably different from the rest, as it doesn't remotely care about divine law or God, and instead celebrates the intersection of sex and love. Wow, you're going to make me sound real dumb on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't think my synoptic gospels course covered that one. <laughs> uh, Joshua. I have no idea. Okay, Joshua and Megan? I'm pretty sure Ruth is an Old Testament book. Well, uh, no points on that one, uh, <laughs> but I have the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs Okay, for that one, which I'm not too familiar with the Bible. I apologize. So I, I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to take Ryan's word for it. So, All right. Uh, <laughs> I num- think that was a, uh, a Ocarina of Time uh, <laughs> song as well. Was that, that was a Zelda game? Yeah, Zelda yes. Song of Solomon? There's Song of Time. Song of Time, yeah. Um, all right, number, number three. Uh, which species of viper isn't named for the kind of place you may find it, but instead after the heat-sensing organ located between its eyes and nostrils? Rattlesnakes are a known subfamily of this kind of snake. Um, I know that snakes are the names of the the bosses in Kill Bill, but uh... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can't even name a type of... I would thinking rattlesnake before you said that rattlesnake was a type of answer about five seconds here i i don't have anything i'm so embarrassed that's okay hey some people don't know a lot about snakes so you're gonna tap on that one yeah yeah i can't even pull anything and uh peter what do you think i'll just say nose i don't know all right well the answer is a pit viper oh yep and and but it's not from where they come from they're not not found in pits Oh, yes, oh, correct. Yeah, unless it's P-I-T-T and they go to the University of Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh University. Got it. Okay. Uh, yes, but the pit I, is the name of the organ that detects that. No kidding. Huh. And look look at this wonderful uh, entrance here. This, what an exciting entrance. Ryan, you are here. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh, hopefully I, I might sound terrible because I'm, I'm trying through my phone and using my data because I don't know why the Wi-Fi at work is so terrible, but I am here nonetheless. No, you sound great. Would you like to continue with question four for our competitors? Not with the sounds of your dulcet voice reading questions. Well, uh, I'll, I'll continue, Ryan, and then you can uh, give us some commentary if that, that's okay. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. All right, so here we go. So number four, the MLB's annual award for sportsmanship and community involvement is named after which legendary player? Locked in. His oh, shocking. I have that. That's okay. His shocking and unexpected death had Cooperstown make a bylaw saying that instead of waiting five years after retirement for induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame, you can be eligible six months after your passing. I'm not going to get it, but I'll say Lou Gehrig. Okay, Lou Gehrig for Peter and Megan. It sounded like you knew this one. Roberto Clemente. And Roberto Clemente is correct. So one point for Megan. She's on the board. Nice job. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go right off of that momentum here. We're going to go to number five. Deborah Lippman has created signature ones for Lady Gaga, Sarah Jessica Parker, Taylor Swift, and created collections inspired by the shows Girls and True Blood. She is often acclaimed for keeping up with and often causing trends in color and design. What kind of product is Deborah Lippman best known for selling? I'm going to guess cosmetics. Can you be uh, more specific? Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
lipsticks. Okay, lipsticks for Megan and Peter. I was going to say eyeshadow. Both great guesses, uh, but the answer is nail polish. But very close there with the cosmetics, Megan. You're on the right track. Uh, but uh, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about language and and what language uh, Peter may or may not, uh, you know, be good at. So uh, this is, does, isn't that one, but we'll see what, how this question goes here. So number six, which language uses a letter called the thorn, which comes from ancient runes? Author Haldor Laxness wrote in this language and is the only Nobel laureate from this country. Is this question a thorn in your side here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, I'll say Swedish. Swedish, okay. And Peter? I'm going to say Icelandic. Yeah. And Peter has tied the game with with uh, the correct answer of Icelandic. The not having son or daughter at the end of the name was throwing me, but... Uh, well, after six questions, that's halftime of this match, and it is one-to-one. So uh, both uh, competitors on the board, albeit with a low score, but uh, they are on the board with one point. A pretty standard score based on the prelims, for yes. the record. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, all right, uh, so let's go to number seven. What is the word for what is perhaps more commonly called the white of the eye? Uh, it's not right, but it, well, I, I'll just, uh, it's something, or I think it's something like albumin or something like that, but um, that's all I got. Okay, all right, and Megan? I'm pretty sure albumin is the white of the egg. Uh, the white of the eye is the sclera. Oh, and point to Megan, sclera, that is correct. But if you had eggs for eyes, I think you'd be right, Peter. So. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move right on to number eight. In Canada, they're called Mati. And in Latin America, they're called Mestizo. What specific commonality do these people most notably share? Are they, are they indigenous? Okay, so that's your answer? Yeah. Okay, and uh, Peter? I was going to say they share First Nations people ancestry. So, same thing. Okay, and Ryan, how do you want to score that? Um, let's be nice and give them a point, even though you only got half of it. So, uh, what Ryan has here is mixed indigenous and European ancestry. Okay. But since you were both wrong together, we're going to give you a point. Hey, (laughs) that works. (laughs) Let's pump up those scores. Yeah. All right. Number nine in music, it's the term for an organized model of pitch ratios. More commonly though... It's used in crafting and baking for an ornamental crisscrossing pattern or framework. What is this word? Crosshatch. Okay. Crosshatch. It's the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm not going to pull anything else. All right. And Peter? Lattice. Oh, yeah. All right. And lattice is correct. Okay. With that uh, question, it looks like the scores are tied. Peter uh, bumped up to three to be with uh, Megan at three as well. Number 10, Amy Childs, Gemma Collins, James Argent, Lydia Bright, and Mario Falcone have all been noted cast members of which British television show frequently abbreviated as T-O-W-I-E? The other Western Indian experience. All right. (laughs) And Peter? I'm going to say Doctor Who. Okay, good guess. Uh, But the answer is the only way is Essex. Never heard of that. know what that is. Never heard of that. The other Western Indian way is actually just the alternate title for (laughs) the best exotic Marigold Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, we got two questions left here uh, in game one of the uh, final episode of the first round here. Number 11, Sadako Sasaki, a two-year-old survivor of the bombing on Hiroshima, is perhaps best remembered for making 1,000 what before her death in 1955? In Japanese folklore, making 1,000 of these will earn you a wish to be granted by the gods. Locked in. Locked in. Okay. All right. Let's start with Megan. Origami cranes. Cranes. And uh, points to both competitors, origami uh, slash paper cranes. Uh, pro tip, don't, uh, don't call your big fundraisers as a congressman the 1,000 cranes who get special... Uh... <laughs> special treatment because then you'll get booted out of office <laughs> that really happened a couple of years ago look it up all right so uh the scores are tied four to four so this is going to come down to this last question here so let's see uh, how our competitors do number 12 chinese wisteria kudzu winter creeper and five leaf akibia are all invasive species of what specifically I have no idea. Uh, poison ivy. I don't know. Okay. Poison ivy for Megan and Peter. I'm going to say bamboo. Okay. All right. And uh, Ryan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that is two incorrect answers. Oh, It is. Yes. They're both oh. invasive species of vine. Damn it. I was going to say <laughs> vine. Oh, no. That does bring us to a tiebreaker. <laughs> the closest to the I got, pin. So I got real worried when you locked in. <laughs> I, I was like, is it vines or is it? Oh, man. I was like, all right, I lost. <laughs> so okay, that, that, that does take us to a tiebreaker, though, correct? That, that will take us to a tiebreaker, uh, and we will do a closest to the pin. And a yes, and okay. I have a value for you both. Oh, okay. no. Okay. All right, your tiebreaker question. As of the time of this recording, what was the worldwide box office gross for the 2023 film Megan, also known as Mithrigan? Ryan gave us the tiebreaker question, and both competitors sent me their answers privately. So, uh, Ryan, one more time, what are we looking for? And I will give you their answers. As of the time of this recording, the worldwide box office gross in U.S. dollars, which went without saying, of the 2023 hit film Megan. Okay, and we are doing closest to the pin here. Peter's answer is $125 million gross, and Megan's answer is $369 million. The correct answer is $176,110,350. All right, that means Peter is our champion of today's match, and we'll be moving on to the next round. So congratulations to Peter. Thank you for playing today. Hey, I, you know, Megan, I I feel like uh, you probably deserve that more than I did. That was <laughs> that was just luck. You 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 knew these things more than I do. So, uh, but congrats, and uh, it's been fun hanging out. So, uh, thanks so much for joining here, and looking forward to the next step. All right, we will see you then. And Megan, uh, unfortunately, uh, Peter watched the underseen sequel, Bloodsport 2, uh, starring friend of the show, James Hong, who uh, <laughs> taught uh, the main character who was a lookalike of Jean-Claude Van Damme the iron hand technique, and he hit you in the solar plexus, making you throw up uh, Lucky Charms. So unfortunately, uh, you won't be moving on. But uh, Megan, any final words, parting words before we let you go today? Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, well, I'm looking at these questions again, and I'm realizing that I own Deborah Lipman nail polish, so I really should have known that answer, and I'm really angry at myself for missing that. Um, thank you so much for having me, um, and uh, hope to be back on again soon. And we'd love to have you on, Megan. Thank you. 
Well, that's going to do it for episode eight of Bloodsport season three. Where do we go from here? Well, starting next week, we are going to have our final 16 competitors, each vying to represent their sector in the final eight of a traditional Bloodsport game. That means that uh, the next eight games are going to decide who is going to represent the West Coast, the East Coast, the South, the Midwest slash North, UK slash Europe, Australia slash New Zealand, times two, and Canada. So please stay tuned for another eight episodes as we whittle down 16 to eight in order to get to a traditional blood sport. But before we go, just wanted to say one huge thank you to our network, Airwave Media. You can go to airwavemedia.com to check out a bunch of other shows like Her Money, Settle the Stars, and What If World. Thank you very much. We are so grateful for everyone who supported us and helped us get to Bloodsport Season 3. Let's continue by coming back next week. 